In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who casts out demons so that you can too. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I grew up in the Philippines, and uh, one of the things about growing up in the Philippines is that yeah, you grow up with a sense of the supernatural that you don't really have in Western culture here. Uh, we we um, In the Philippines, it was an Asian culture that had been transformed by Hispanic culture. And so you, you have kind of um, uh, two cultures that believe heavily in, in spirits that uh, sort of get mashed together. And so while I was growing up, there was definitely that around me. And uh, the, the talk about there being evil spirits in the world, well, that wasn't so odd. Well, I, I know that it is here. I, I know that there is a sense that we have that people who believe in spirits, well, they're just kind of dummies. And they're just maybe not as civilized as we are. And maybe we can explain those things away through this, that, and the other thing. But that wasn't how I grew up. How I grew up was uh, with this sense of there really being spirits out there and there really being ghosts. And uh, it was actually kind of a fun place to grow up. I mean, you grew up in a fairly boring sense of the world. And I grew up with spookies. And one of those things was uh, conveniently housed in the house that was right across the street from us. Um, uh, the house that was right across the street from us. Um, uh, somebody had lived there. He was a lawyer uh, for the Communist Party in the Philippines. Um, but then he moved out. And as he moved out, then... Um, all of the, the people in the neighborhood kind of got this sense that the house was haunted. Uh, and it looked haunted because nobody else had moved in. And it was really kind of creepy and scary. And uh, then um, one day, my school that I went to decided that they were going to buy that house. Which was great. Because now, you got a haunted haunted experience every time you went to uh, these certain classes that were held in that house. And I remember very vividly one day I was in this class. It was like a shop class sort of. And I was in this class and I was towards the back because my name begins with W and all of the other people at the back of the class, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I was back there in the back and there was nobody else behind me. And then all of a sudden I started seeing people turn around and look, not really at me, but past me. And then somebody screamed. And as somebody screamed, everybody went bananas. And I didn't know what was going on. I, I started feeling really bad about myself for a split second. What's happening here? And then everybody started getting up and they were running out. And I was like, I, I guess I'll do that too. And it came out that somebody said that they had seen some kind of figure behind me. Some kind of ghostly figure. And, and the way that I treat supernatural stuff is, um, uh, a, I suppose, with a bit of skepticism on both sides. The way that I, I treat supernatural stuff is, is sort of the sense of, you know, m maybe something was behind me and, and somebody could see that. Or, or maybe it wasn't. But either way, it didn't change the fact that everybody went crazy and they were running past me. 
So it was either somebody who thought that they saw something, maybe some weird light, and they thought, oh my gosh, I'm really scared. And then that just kind of caught on the way that uh, football cheer catches on, even if you don't care about um, uh, the Patriots or the Seahawks today. You may catch yourself cheering just because. Or if there was something there, then obviously there, there was reason to be afraid. And, and that's sort of the sense that we get of what happens when this demon-possessed man comes up to Jesus in the synagogue. It was a normal Saturday for us, think Sunday. Normal Saturday, you went to church, Jesus was there, he was teaching with authority, everybody was like, this is really cool, we like the way this, this guy preaches, call a call committee, let's see if we can get him over here. Um, and then... This guy comes out of nowhere, and he says some really kind of funny stuff. He says, I know who you are. What have you come to do? Have you come to destroy us? And everybody else in the synagogue is like, destroy us? Was I sleeping in that part of the sermon? (laughs) What do you mean, destroy us? And Jesus recognizes what's happening, too. Jesus says, be quiet and come out. And so you get this sense that Jesus not only is able to teach with authority, but Jesus actually has authority. That Jesus has this thing about himself that he can command a demon to come out of a man. I think we would say that that is authority. Even if you're a little bit skeptical on the whole, well, is it a demon, is it not? Whichever. He stopped this man's malady. And scripture tells us that that malady was a demon, was an evil spirit. That Jesus said, get out. And so every single one of those exorcist movies that you have seen that are all worthless except for The Exorcist. (laughs) Right? That's the one that they're all based on anyway. That sense of authority that those priests are trying to grapple with. Oftentimes, I think that that sense of authority that those priests are trying to grapple with as they are dealing with that little girl who is spewing out split pea soup. (laughs) That is the way that we approach life. This kind of bumbling around, which prayer do I say? Am I clean enough? How does this all work? Because, you see, authority doesn't only have to do with demons. It didn't for Jesus. Why should it with us? Authority has to do with life. And, yes, maybe there will be a demon or two that pop up in that life. But unless you're Constantine... Your whole life is not going to be about sending demons out of people. 
but you're going to need his authority. And I think that authority gets challenged a lot with us as Christians. That authority of what gives you the right to forgive my sin? What gives you the right to tell me what you think about what I'm doing with my life? What gives you the right to speak with some kind of authority about what I'm doing? What gives me that uncomfortable authority to look at myself and to say the same things? Well, that thing that gives us authority is none other than the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit who lives and breathes inside of us and gives us His authority by virtue of our baptisms, by virtue of His dying on the cross and giving us the forgiveness of our sins. That authority given to us and reinforced as Jesus says goodbye to his disciples. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That baptismal identity that we continue to confer on people time and time again. That baptismal authority that gives us the authority to say to an evil spirit, be quiet and get out of him is also the authority that we have to go to our brother and sister in Christ and say, I forgive you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And in the grand scheme of things, while demon casting might seem like a cool side gig, the more powerful of those two things is that forgiveness. And speaking that forgiveness to somebody over and over and over again and assuring them that Jesus Christ has died on a cross. And because of that, they can walk in his footsteps without fear of screwing up, without fear of messing up the authority. Because that's what we're all afraid of with authority is that somehow we're going to lose the authority. Jesus has said, you're not going to lose it. It's mine. I'm just giving it to you. Take it. Use it. Be my authority in the world. Amen.